Let's head now to Pakistan. I don't know if you've seen images over the past little while of just the sheer amount of flooding that is happening in that country. One third of the country is underwater tonight. It is apparently receding a little bit, uh, but there is still a lot of damage, a lot of people in need. The impact has been called absolutely devastating. The cause has been heavy monsoon rains that began in mid-July. So that's eight weeks of relentless rain. But this is unlike anything the country has seen in living memory. 33 million people have been affected. Think of that. 33 million, that's basically almost the size of this country. Many have been displaced, millions. Satellite imagery shows, again, the devastation with entire communities swallowed up by rising rivers and spreading water. It's estimated 1,000 people have died, including 400 kids. More than a million homes have been destroyed. And then there's crops, livestock, and infrastructure such as roads and bridges that have been washed away. Here are the country's ministers of climate change and foreign affairs. Right now, one-third of Pakistan is underwater, and um, 33 million are affected. Please tell me how that is not catastrophic. That is the size of a small country. The fact that Pakistan contributes negligible amounts to the overall uh, carbon footprint, but we do, uh, we are devastated by climate disasters such as these time and time again, and we have to adapt uh, within our limited resources and whatever way we can uh, to live to this, live in this new environment. Of course, climate change being pointed to just for the severity of this, as we know, it's the extremes. And this is so extreme. Right now, of course, one of the main concerns is people getting sick. Pakistani health officials and the World Health Organization are reporting outbreaks of waterborne diseases in flood affected areas. Well, joining me now is Abdus Shakurm. He's president of the Ahmadat or Akhitmat Foundation of Pakistan, the largest humanitarian non-governmental organization in the country. They've been deeply involved in just about every facet of this rescue and recovery at this point. Uh, Abdus, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much. Good evening. Uh, I guess it is evening there. It's morning here in Pakistan. Yeah, I was, it is Friday morning there, and I was wondering what it was like to wake up on this Friday. I know it's been a very difficult week. What is the situation there today? Uh, well, the situation is still worse, uh, although the rain stopped and uh, we can expect that the people living in water at least don't have to worry about pouring water from the sky, but they are in a difficult situation. As your correspondent has said, uh, the uh, waterborne diseases are now the worst scenario we are facing. Ladies, pregnant ladies, ladies with children, uh, and so many others are all stuck in waters. Uh, virtually, they don't have a dry place to sleep and uh, uh, a place where they can feed their children and the family. So they are dependent on cooked food provided to them through the board, sometimes mostly in Sindh. In other areas, the situation is a little better. Right. Uh, Sindh province being uh, one. Al-Khidmat. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sindh province being one of the Sindh province being one of the areas that was the most devastated, of course, right, of the many areas. That's that's very true. Sindh is hard hit. Although Balochistan is also the same, but the terrain of Balochistan is such that water does not uh, stop there. It flows quickly and again come to the Sindh area. So uh, Balochistan is also hard hit and uh, uh, houses are destroyed. But as uh, everybody knows that I'm not going into the detail of losses 
I am focusing on the activities which we and the other NGOs, non-profit organizations, are doing. So our yeah. strategy is to provide them the food. This is the utmost importance. We have set uh, 15 different locations, kitchen, where we cook in large amount and then supply it to vehicles to different places and through boats as well. Also, we have set 150 locations, uh, temporary uh, medical camps, and we are focusing on ladies as well. Uh, this is very important because they are most vulnerable uh, sector, uh, need the, the, the help at this time. So we have developed a kit for their personal needs and dividing right. it uh, among the ladies. Just how, how bad has the, I mean, obviously you know uh, that monsoon rains come every year, but how much mm -hmm. worse has it been this year? And, and I guess it just never stopped raining, right? It just continued and continued. But it, from what we've been seeing, it, it is simply something that, that has not been seen in, uh, in the country for a very, for it, if ever, a it, very long time. That's right. That's right. It, it is slowed down. It's not now uh, that amount which was a week ago. Uh, but still, in some part of Sindh and Balochistan, the rain is a, a real threat. Uh, but at the, at the same time, the, the uh, worst change is that the water, especially which is in Sindh districts, uh, there is no outlet for the water to go into uh, uh, the sea, and it's very slow. And... Uh, People expect that the water with sun uh, will dry out and uh, hopefully it will take a month or so uh, for them to find the dry land for their homes and for their kids. Right. Because I imagine that once the floodwaters recede, um, there's just an awful lot of things that have been destroyed, uh, whether it be homes or farmland or bridges and roads, the rebuilding is going to take a very long time, I imagine. Definitely. It will take uh, quite a long time uh, for them to, uh, to, to be settled. And, of course, their crops are gone. Uh, their fruit uh, are all destroyed and homes there. The animals are uh, as well. Uh, about 700 animals died. So the livelihood now will depend on the health which uh, people can provide, and we expect international help, uh, especially for the farmers and the, the, the small laborers in those neighborhoods. I've been seeing some of the work that your group has been doing, because you've been doing just about everything. I've even seen images of your volunteers rescuing people from floodwaters. It's amazing the work that NGOs do in Pakistan, but clearly mm -hmm. you've really had to be called on in these situations uh, because without you, people go without the help, right? Uh, that's, that's very true. Uh, actually, we were ill-equipped as well. I mean, uh, not expecting that kind of water. I, I am now 74-year-old, and I haven't seen anything worse than this uh, in Pakistan before. Uh, so the, the amount of boats needed in those areas, of course, we lack that. We have uh, 17 boats, but they are working day and night. And there are 
places and uh, villages which uh, uh, we are not able to reach to them as well. So uh, quickly we are trying to improve the, uh, uh, you know, the equipment and the, the structure which we need. Of course, the uh, bridges are broken, the power lines are all out, uh, the, the roads are uh, destroyed, and so many things which, of course, NGOs cannot do. This is the part of uh, government and international community to help into them. We are struggling uh, to, to let the uh, victims survive uh, for coming uh, weeks and months only. Our guest is Abdus Shakurm. He's the president of the Al-Hidmat Foundation of Pakistan. We're talking about the just the devastating flooding that's been happening in that country. More than 33 million people, one in seven Pakistanis have been affected by the flooding. Um, the economy there, of course, was already struggling a bit. More than a million homes have been damaged or destroyed. Uh, half a million people are displaced now, living in camps. Um, Mr. Shakurm was talking about that before the break as well, just what they're trying to do to prevent disease from spreading in those camps right now. I understand one of the big uh, concerns, too, will be a lot of crops have been destroyed and feeding people is going to be a challenge. Uh, is that a concern? Definitely, this is a big concern for all of us. The the coming crops, which will be sowed in... Uh, uh, October in Sim, uh, two two problems. One, dry, land will not be dry at that time point. And even those areas where uh, we are in a position to sow, the farmers will not be having any seed with them. So this is an important thing. This is wheat, which is the lifeline for Pakistanis. This is their food. So it is very important that the government and the other institutions come forward and provide them with seeds in those areas so that they can uh, at least sow the new crop uh, for the coming months. Otherwise, Pakistan will have another crisis of food uh, to import from uh, other countries. And again, this will be a very, very difficult situation in which we all will be price hike and so on and so forth. Right, uh, of course. The yeah. second thing is to uh, develop uh, temporary, at least, homes for them. And we need uh, 100 billion of uh, rupees, even in, in dollars. It, it would be a very high amount which is needed to, to help them to survive. Uh, look, uh, one million houses are destroyed. So we are trying to make uh, a model, small, low-cost housing scheme for them. And, but, of course, uh, uh, the limitation uh, of the financial resources is always there. So a, a yeah. big help is needed in this regard as well. I know the Americans announced $30 million this week. Canada has announced $5 million in funding. The UN is looking for $160 million U.S. Uh, I guess all of it will go to help. How concerned are you, Mr. Shakurm, about this becoming something that happens often? Uh, that the reality of, of what's of, of just the changes we're seeing uh, climactically are going to have this kind of impact in a country such as yours? Uh, well, the changes, uh, of course, the weather changes are there. We, we uh, at least knew there was a forecast that the glaciers are melting. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the weather changes, of course, we we did not contribute into the uh, the carbon cycle, uh, which is uh, creating all those things. Uh, but unfortunately, we are victim of that. And the glaciers, you know, our north uh, is uh, something. I mean, the the tallest uh, mountains are in Pakistan, and if glaciers are melting. Uh, we are in serious danger. Uh, also, we did not have uh, the waterways. We did not. Uh, we lack the lakes uh, to hold the water. Uh, see, right. in uh, uh, July and August, we receive amount of water unimaginable. But when we go into December and January, uh, then everybody is looking for the water. And we uh, are, uh, you know, short of water for our uh, uh, crops and even for, in some areas, for the drinking purposes. So the infrastructure is needed to cope with these kind of problems. And uh, I do hope that our government realizes that the corruption is also another uh, real danger for uh, a nation uh, like us. Uh, so... Uh, we are worried uh, for the future. Well, Abdus Shakur, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to uh, to me, to Canadians tonight. We, of course, our thoughts are with you as you continue to work hard to try to provide as much relief and as much help as you can to so many in need. Thank you so much for giving us the chance to let our uh, uh, Canadian and American uh, brothers and sisters know the situation in Pakistan. Yeah, we've been watching. Uh, Thank you so much for your time tonight. Okay, thank you.